Welcome to a series of talks about objective consciousness, an objective universe, and an objective way to awaken. Expanding upon the works of George I. Gurdjieff and Russell A. Smith. This podcast is part 8 of chapter 6 of the audiobook of The Blueprint of Consciousness. In this episode, we describe smaller-scale inner universal cosmic weaves, the cosmic soup, big bangs, and family connections, and begin to explain how the periodic table of elements is created from the four families of octaves. Let's begin. The Blueprint of Consciousness An Accelerated Path to Awakening by Russell A. Smith Chapter 6 The Universal Cosmic Weave Part 8 Okay, here is something Russell also wrote about the 16th octave, about the smaller inner universal cosmic weaves, and about the successive big bangs they created. The Cosmic Soup Dark energy spewed out, filling the Holy Sun Absolute, 1296 to 648, creating octaves 1 through 6. After the Holy Sun Absolute was filled with dark energy, Dark matter joined it at the bottom boundary of the Holy Sun Absolute as the dark energy entered the universe. There was a big bang. And together, dark energy and dark matter spewed into the universe, 648 to 324, creating octaves 7 through 19. They flowed four-fifths of the way down the universe. And, when the sixteenth octave was created at 384 vibrations, the conditions were just right for the periodic table of elements to come into existence, which was two-thirds cubed of the original moment when dark energy left our endlessness, passed beyond the boundary of the Absolute, and entered the Holy Sun Absolute. And here we show a diagram of the universal cosmic weave, shrunk down twice. Thus, starting at the dough of the 16th octave, a small-scale inner octave was created between the dough T interval. This first shrunk-down scale of the cosmic weave became the 1s, 2s, 2p, 3s, 3p, 4s, 3d, etc. which is the scale of suns where elements are born. This allowed the suns to start making the first 26 elements in the periodic table all the way up to iron. And, 
just like the original octave of dark energy went Big Bang, when it passed the boundary of the Holy Sun Absolute and flowed into the universe, this small-scale inner octave also went Big Bang, when it passed the boundary of its Holy Sun Absolute and subsequently flowed into the smaller-scale universe. We call that Big Bang a supernova. Suns blew up, and the other elements beyond the first 26 started to be created. Then, similarly, when this small-scale inner octave of physical matter reached the doti interval of its 16th octave, that is, at the level of the planets, after the stable elements of the periodic table had all been created and cooled down a bit, an even smaller scale inner octave was created between its doti, wherein organic molecules came into existence. Then, when that smaller scale inner octave of organic molecules passed the boundary of its Holy Sun Absolute and flowed into an even smaller scale universe, there was, again, another Big Bang of sorts. But this time, your favourites would call it the explosion of organic life. Do we need to go further? Into the 16th octave, the octave of organic life, and find man? Or go further still, and find conscious man? Eureka! In the large-scale version of the universal cosmic weave, the octaves are labelled according to their order of creation. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. In the first shrunk-down version of the Universal Cosmic Weave, the octaves are labelled according to their family's name, as well as to identify where they stand in relation to the other family members. They are, in the order of their creation, 1S, 2S, 2P, 3S, 3P, 4S, 3D, 4P, 5S, 4D, 5P, 6S, 4F, 5D, 6P, 7S, 5F, 6D and 7P. Also, since the periodic table of elements comes into existence in that first shrunk-down version of the Universal Cosmic Weave, it also contains 117 elemental names as well. In the second shrunk-down version of the Universal Cosmic Weave, the elements become molecules and amino acids and spark the beginning of organic chemistry which, thereafter, becomes organic life. All right, 
we have successfully defined the underlying structure of the universe. The rest of chapter 6 explains Russell's reasoning of how he took everything that had been learned up to this point and used it to fabricate the periodic table of elements. But, come on, he had already figured out the order of octave creation and the order of the filling of an atom's orbital. Of course he is going to be able to turn that information into the periodic table of elements. Thus, there is no need to walk you through his reasoning, nor explain to you how he created the periodic table. Therefore, it will be up to you to discover that for yourself. There is a ton of truth in chapter 6. It is so real and so vibrant. People are speechless when they read it. It shows them exactly how things are. All the way down to the Fibonacci proportions of their little finger. You have reached the end of chapter 6. Have fun discovering the periodic table. Pages 117 and 118 Connections Before we can complete the periodic table of elements, we must look back to what we previously discussed in Chapter 4 concerning the duality of an octave, how two entities live in an octave, with one entity's downforce occupying the same place as the other entity's upforce. This concept appears in the world of electrons. Quantum physics allows two electrons to share the same orbital. One of these electrons is said to have spin down, and the other electron is said to have spin up. This duality, when applied to the 19 octaves, appears to give us only 38 elements, 19 times 2. It is only when we examine the formation of the 19 octaves and how the different families connect to the original octave that the idiosyncrasies come into view. The original octave, the 1s octave, consists entirely of supreme vibrations. All supreme octaves are in direct contact with supreme vibrations. They have only their own duality. S-shells have one orbital with two electrons. The prime octaves do not connect directly to the original octave, the octave of the absolute. Prime octaves cannot exist unless they produce a connection to the original octave. With simple observation, we can see that prime vibrations connect to the original octave through the second supreme octave. Or in other words, the first two supreme octaves must exist for the prime octaves to exist. Prime octaves must, therefore, have two dualities in themselves to represent these two supreme octaves. Prime octaves 
also have a third duality, the duality of their own octave. All prime octaves have three dualities that allow for six entities to exist. P-shells have three orbitals with two electrons in each orbital. Six electrons. The third family, the distant octaves, also must make a connection to the original octave. Distant vibrations connect to the second prime octave, 3p. The second prime octave, 3p, connects to the first prime octave, 2p. The first prime octave, 2p, connects to the second supreme octave, 2s, and the second supreme octave, 2s, connects to the first supreme octave, 1s, the original octave. For distant octaves to exist, there must be two supreme octaves and two prime octaves. Distant octaves must, therefore, have four dualities in themselves to represent these four octaves. Distant octaves also have a fifth duality, their own duality. Distant octaves have a total of five dualities, ten points of existence. D-shells have five orbitals with two electrons in each orbital. 10 electrons. Lastly, the final vibrations connect to the supreme vibrations through two distant octaves, two prime octaves and two supreme octaves. Therefore, all final octaves must have six dualities to represent these six connections and also a seventh duality their own duality. Final octaves have a total of seven dualities, or 14 points of existence. F-shells have seven orbitals with two electrons in each orbital, 14 electrons. Page 119. And here we show a diagram of the octave's family connections. Page 120 The Periodic Table of the Elements Having traced the connections for each family back to the original octave, we are now ready to create the periodic table of elements. To do this, we must take into account the following idea. The universe begins with seven supreme vibrations. In a manner of speaking, we could say these seven supreme vibrations start the universe. Every supreme octave contains supreme vibrations. Therefore, every supreme octave represents a start position within the universe. 
we will call these start octaves new beginning octaves. Postulation. If supreme octaves represent start positions within the universe, then all octaves immediately preceding supreme octaves must, therefore, represent stop positions. Pages 111, 116, and 117. Start positions implies something is about to begin. Stop positions implies something is about to end. Although there is great significance to that which begins, there is, perhaps, an even greater significance to that which ends. Let me explain. All octaves have a duality. That is, after producing dualities to represent their connections to the supreme vibrations, all octaves end with their own duality. This duality is an ending. Supreme octaves do not have to establish any connections. They end by simply completing their own duality. However, before prime octaves can end with their own duality, they must first produce two dualities to represent their connections to the 2S and 1S octaves. Distant octaves must produce four dualities for their connections. Then, likewise, end by completing their own duality, and so forth. Each octave's duality is an ending, and every ending represents a fullness. Note, all octaves that immediately precede supreme octaves are stop octaves. At the moment stop octaves complete the fullness of their own duality, they achieve an even greater state of fullness. This greater fullness occurs throughout the structure of the 19 octaves. For identification purposes, we will call the fullness at the end of any octave's completing duality a personal ending duality. And the greater fullness occurring at the end of a stop octave's completing duality, a big ending duality. Thus, we have two kinds of endings possible. One ending occurs at the completion of an octave's own personal duality. The other ending occurs at the completion of a stop octave's duality where its personal ending duality also stands in the dynamic position of being a big ending duality, a greater fullness within the structure. Page 121 In order to represent these two endings, we need two main columns. Each main column 
will be subdivided into two inner columns. That is, its duality. In addition, since stop octaves always precede start octaves, the first main column will be for stop octaves, big ending dualities. We shall label this column big end. The second main column will be for start octaves, new beginning octaves, as well as all other octaves, which, like new beginning octaves, have a personal ending duality, not a big ending duality. We shall label this column NB stroke PE to represent these new beginning and or personal ending dualities. We are now ready to begin filling the columns element by element. To follow along, please refer to page 119. Tip. Circle the stop octaves, octaves that precede the supreme octaves, on page 119. 1s, 2p, 3p, 4p, 5p, 6p and 7p. The first two elements appear in the 1s octaves duality. Immediately, we seem to have a dilemma. The 1s octave is a start octave. Its elements should go in the nb stroke pe columns. However, following the 1s octave is the 2s octave, also a start octave. This makes the 1s octave a stop octave and its completing duality a big ending duality. Its elements should go in the big end columns. Note. Later, when we address what Mr. Gurdjieff called the inner Ansipalnian octave, this dual possibility for the 1s octave will become apparent. For now, we can reconcile this dilemma and satisfy both columns by splitting the duality of the 1s octave. The first element in the 1s octave is the first element in the universe. It therefore goes in the first nb stroke pe column. The second element, the completing duality of the 1s octave, also stands in the dynamic position of being a big ending and, therefore, goes in the second big end column. Following the 1s octave is the 2s octave. In the 2s octave, the third and fourth elements enter. For them, only one choice is possible. They are created in a start octave, a new beginning octave. Therefore, the third and fourth elements 
go in the NB stroke PE columns. This completes the first two supreme octaves. Page 122. The first prime octave, the 2P, a stop octave, is next. And, as explained earlier, page 119, prime octaves must have an inner representation of their connection back to the original octave. One duality to represent the original supreme octave, 1S, and one duality to represent the second supreme octave, 2S. Elements 5 and 6 satisfy the first duality, and elements 7 and 8, the second. To represent these four connections back to the 1S octave, we simply insert corresponding rows in the diagram. Now, by copying the same structure that was formed in positioning elements 1, 2, 3 and 4 in the columns, we will insert elements 5, 6, 7 and 8 in the corresponding rows. Finally, elements 9 and 10, the 2P octave's own personal duality, also stands as a big ending duality. The dynamic position of being a big ending requires that elements 9 and 10 go in the big end columns. After this, we have two elements in the 3S octave, a new beginning octave. This octave creates elements 11 and 12 and they have only one choice, the NB stroke PE columns. At this point, we come again to a stop octave, the 3P. It creates elements 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 and 18. Elements 13, 14, 15 and 16 go into the rows that correspond to elements 1, 2, 3, and 4. Elements 17 and 18 go into the big end column below elements 9 and 10. That concludes today's podcast. If you would like a chance to read the whole book, The Blueprint of Consciousness, an Accelerated Path to Awakening, which is available as a high-quality 520-page hardback and also as a PDF download, simply visit the store at our website, thedogteachings.com. The Blueprint of Consciousness contains an objective exercise in awakening that has literally awakened hundreds of people. Be free. Be awake. Be real and realize your full potential as a human being. On our website, you will be able to listen to other talks, obtain diagrams, animations, supporting videos, and much, much more. In addition, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under The Dog Teachings.
And, as a reminder, we have two Zoom classes every Saturday to assist you. Level 1 is freely available for anyone who purchases the Blueprint of Consciousness. And the other is for those who have obtained the Master Exercises and the Double or Nothing Exercises. See under Resources slash Zoom Classes for more details. All at thedogteachings.com That's T-H-E-D-O-G-T-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-S dot com Goodbye. Until next time.